We all have that one song, that one album, one artist that is our absolute go-to. Be it what you're listening to when you're happy, what you go to when you're sad, when you're up, when you're down, when you need that little bit of motivation to just get you through the end of the day, that song that you listen to to keep you grinding when you're running out of energy, when you're in that dark place and you need something to get you back out into the light, maybe even that song or that album or even that artist that changed the entire direction of your life. This is the music that saved me. Good evening and welcome to another episode of The Music That Saved Me. Jared here, and I am joined by uh, Miss Brittany, who also happens to not just be a guest on the show, but also happens to be one of two sisters of mine. So welcome. Good evening. Hi, Um, how's it going? Oh, just delightful. Ready to to talk and, and... share and uh and knowing you do you have like three boxes of kleenex next to you oh my god why why always with the crying you know it's funny i do actually mention that in my notes about wanting you know specific music for wanting a good cry (laughs) well then then let uh let us move forward so let's start with the basics then um go with name and occupation and and i will preface with that question has tied in with other people, but it's just so at minimum, they can get to know you. Sure. So I'm, my name is Brittany Gilpin, um, a relatively new name for me. So I always, I still enjoy hearing it. Um, cause mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's been a year and a half. it's been this weekend will be 17 months that I've been married, but who's counting. Um, so by day, I'm a receptionist. I work for a lawyer firm, but we are mm-hmm. bad guy lawyers. We do collections. So if you don't pay for your house, we take it from you. Oh, um, okay. I'm still waiting for the day that somebody comes and blows us away. We have one sovereign citizen that owes over $180,000. So I'm waiting for him and his harem to come and take us down. Um, and citizen. yeah, so they're the people that like don't, um recognize the government and all that correct they don't believe in laws he doesn't believe he owes any money for living in his space and um he's he's a whack job he's really crazy he'll send us mail and the stamp will be his bloody fingerprint it's gross it's really gross it's gross so yeah like i said mail that yes yeah because there is a stamp and then he covers the stamp with uh okay. um, and here i thought it was like that was the only stamp was just his no no he, he oh. steals it so, so he recognizes um, the government enough to send it anyway we're not gonna that's yeah, another we're not. It's, that's it's another a whole, show it's that's a, whole a whole thing other. um i also have the second path that i took in life i'm also a writer which is why i think music really resonates with me as a whole um I do have my book out on Amazon. So I've I've been in the process of writing my second book for I guess two years now. So we want to talk about the fact that there was a whole global pandemic where you were at home and you had plenty of anyway, we'll save that for the end. We'll save that for the end. Thanks. Um, thanks, buddy. Okay. So Tell me your first vivid memory of a song, 
an artist or an album? And I preface, I always preface a lot of the questions with, you may know, you, know, you hear music, you're in stores, you're at, at school, whatever, but that first moment of a song or an artist or an album that made you stop in your tracks and say, wow, what is, what is this? I mean, I don't really have one singular memory is, is what I've been really thinking about. Um, you know, the past couple of days is my, my memory just starts with just music everywhere. Like it was in so many aspects of my life because we were avid churchgoers. So I had, you know, all the hymns and, um, you know, and hers, and hers, haha. Um, and everyone in our life sings, you know, I sing, our mom sings, um, Mandy sings and, and our, our grandmother used to sing all the time when she was cleaning mm-hmm. the house. So there was always, you know, some form of um, music in, in everyday life. I can, I can remember when I was very young, um, rock and roll was a big part of the family. You know, my dad is a huge, huge Bruce Springsteen fan. And everyone says, oh, New Jersey, Bruce Springsteen, bleh. But if you really listen to some of the lyrics in his songs, um, you know, he he was, you know, born and bred Jersey boy, but he really knows how to get into the soul of somebody. And, um, you know, I always remember, you know, just being in, in my, my dad had this gross Chevy Cavalier that was just the worst oh, car I remember it, the dark gray the dark gray Chevy Cavalier it was just gross I hated that thing and he always was playing Bruce Springsteen in it and my my one of the most vivid memories I have is I was at Nana's house and um Josh Turner's long black train was on some obscure music channel that was like one of the four she had on her TV. Mm. And it's funny because I was listening to it as a kid and I absolutely did not get it. And the whole song is about like, you know, being um, the long black train is going to take you to hell. And it's like being driven by the devil. And, you know, if you are a sinner, you're going to be on the train and you know, but just, you know, turn away from it. And I just love the song. And I didn't know why. I know now it's because of his voice. But um, I just, because, and I was maybe like six the first time I heard it. Mm. And maybe seven. And then I heard it again because they re-released it as part of his greatest hits. I was like, oh, I know this song. Why do I know it? And I finally realized it's because I heard it you know, in the Clark house in like 97 or something like that. So. Which fun side note, uh, the house looks the same. Does it really, but they changed the porch and I hate it. I hate that they changed the porch because they used to have that really cool step and they took it out. Minor change. We're about to have a uh, a guest interruption. Oh no, he changed his mind. (laughs) Nice. Put him on the spot. So. Okay, well, so now we start getting personal-ish, personal personal adjacent. Um, what is your go-to song or album? So when you're in 
an up when you're in a down? Let's start with just let's start with the surface, the go-to go-to, that no matter what direction you're in, that song is always top of the list or that artist is always top of the list. So 100%, I call it my hype song because it doesn't matter where I am. It doesn't matter where I'm going. It doesn't matter how I feel. Um, my absolute hype song is Born to Run by Bruce Springsteen. Hmm. So I blare it. In, in any setting, it could be on my phone, in my car, on the TV. You know, it doesn't matter where. For some reason, that song just gets me absolutely just, like, it just gets me hyped. Like, it just gets me, like, that's like the, whenever my husband wants me to clean, he puts that on. Mm. And I'm just like, go dust. Like, that's like my crazy, that's like my, you know, I have to, like, get going song. Mm-hmm. you know it all a lot of music tastes in my life got very boxed in I okay. really haven't grown since like the 2000s Good um God. I know it's sad it's terrible but like you know I love the boy band era that was like that that was like what I, I love <laughs> listen lament all you want um, we'll get there we'll we'll get there because I have I have questions that will probably that'll start to fall into but now Um, what if what if you are down what is your go-to down music um you know it depends on what level of, of down i'm i'm at you know if i have a lot of like pent up just you just had a shit ass week and you just need to cry it out Mm. um i go to um it's called the perfect fan by the Backstreet boys and the first three it's their ballad it's their mom Mm. song as a boy band so yeah it's like their that's the whole preface of it is you know your mom's perfect fan and i used it to eulogize nana so the opening notes and i'm just like can't cannot cry 100% like snot coming out my nose like just i have to pull over because i can't see through the tears anymore like Mm -hmm. that is the that's like the you know absolute bottom of the barrel i don't really have i don't really have down music like i didn't before i met you know, Sammy, I really didn't know what that was because mm-hmm. I listened to like the boring, not really boring, obviously not boring to me, but you know, I listen to the hippie boppy music. I love anything I can sing to, you know, if I can't sing to it, I don't listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, this, you know, former emo kid comes along and I'm like, mm-hmm. like he puts stuff on and I'm just like, why? Like, what? Like, so I, I don't really have down music. I don't really have, you know, things that I listen to that that make me sad or, or you know, when I'm sad, I don't go to music, I guess is my point, is that, okay. you know, when I'm, when I'm down, I don't turn to music because I won't stay down. So, you know, I don't, I guess, you know, that would be a good point to turn to music, but I don't really have down music, I guess. All right. 
So kind of already hit the one, the one question. Let's jump to the fun stuff. What is your closet song or closet artist? So that song or artist where you kind of, you poke your head out in the hallway, you go, okay, we're in the clear. Nobody's here to listen. And you put it on because you know darn well that you start playing that in front of other people and it's going to be like, really, really, really? Um, Elvis Presley. I love Elvis I Presley. Mean, and I didn't know. I didn't know I loved it until I went to Graceland. I went to Graceland and it's, he just fascinates me. Um, and I love group dance songs. The Hora, the Polka, oh. um, the Cha-Cha Slide, Cotton Eye Joe. Mm. They're group dance songs, but I love listening to them because the whole point of the song is to make you dance. I, I love it. Why, I could see why uh, Polka, you would probably do that by yourself and not want anybody to hear it. I would totally understand that. So had some very interesting answers to this one. What is your most hated music? Um, anything in the genres of rap or screamo. I can't stand people talking. Like my, so Sammy loves Eminem. And I okay. literally, it's like nails on a chalkboard. I can't, I can't really? listen to that man. I, I can't, I can't do it. I, I hate it. I just... Everything there's there's one song that I like by him, um, phenomenal from the movie Southpaw with Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay, that was. I went to a writers conference in in San Diego, and I listened to that every morning because I was like stone. This writers conference is really really important mm -hmm. because I was going to meet my idol. I was going to meet Nora Roberts, who's a romance novelist, and I was just you know so so nervous every day that i went to this conference so i would listen to phenomenal by eminem and it pumped me up and you know it put me in the right mind frame for the day but i cannot stand at rap music i just don't understand it i just don't understand the point of talking fast i don't get it i don't get it i think it's stupid i really do and anything screamo like there are songs that he puts on that i'm just like I, there's so, I think it's because I have like a very low tolerance for loud noises. Ah, yes. And, okay. And that makes anything, sense. anything that loud is just like, it literally bothers me down to like a. Woo. So then it's, is it, is it all, all music with any kind of screaming or is it, if it's just a constant all the way across? Um, it's definitely like levels. So mm. if it's screamo all the way through, it has to be changed immediately. If there are points in the song where there are, there is some singing and there's some slower points or, or more of like a beat, I can tolerate mm -hmm. it. Um, like <laughs> one of Sammy's favorites is, um, one of the songs from the Fast and Furious and parts of it, I, I've actually really grown to like the song and parts of it are like 
crazy just the guy just going and then other parts of it he actually sings Mm. and um so but generally you know it's just uh anything from those two categories i just can't i can't do it can't do it interesting yeah yeah i'm i i find myself more and more especially when i go through instagram reels there's of course, depending mm-hmm. on what you were recently looking at, it seems to vary because you could tell when I'm looking at car stuff because there'll be a lot of car stuff. And when yes. and the last like two to three weeks, it's been so much sports stuff. Yeah. And that, but then before that was a lot of music mm-hmm. and there was a lot of songs where like it would be like, oh, your top six of such and such. And I would hear one. And I would, like, especially the ones where they have the list down the side, and I would quick jump over to Amazon Music, put the song title in, so now it's in my history, and go back and listen to it later. And that's kind of opened my horizons, um, which coincidentally, I think one of them was actually Bring Me the Horizon. Uh-huh. I could be wrong on that. Um Rap, rap hip hop and rap i could i could understand is is a very like i i disliked it and i think it was a lot more of a mental thing where i disliked it because it just no i'm a i'm a rock kid no, no rap is it's garbage and the more i listen to it, like some of eminem's stuff really gets very in depth his very early stuff like the slim shady lp was just a lot of that like just shock value stuff and i i also it coming out as john and john and i were growing up that's like the music that we listened to growing up so it's but it was entertainment his later stuff is a lot more especially with Haley, and a lot of the stuff that he went through the addiction the recovery he has a lot more depth to it so if you Uh actually sit and listen to the lyrics of it it's very interesting stuff I think that's my sure. problem is I can't, I can't follow the lyrics because he says them too fast and I can't, so I can't hear what he's saying. His, his one song, uh, Godzilla still, if I remember correctly, Godzilla still has the, the Guinness record, I guess, for most words per minute. That's bananas. That's crazy. That's bananas. And, and at that point, if you actually just sit and listen to it's like i think it's like two two and i'm sure sammy could find the part for you like that mm-hmm. it's astonishing and he's not just mumbling like he's actually saying the words it's just really? so fast it's like, holy do you remember the micro machines commercials or was that too young for you or too old for you yeah before my time yeah so the micro machines guy his whole shtick was how fast he could talk in the commercial oh very similar principle um Hmm. but way off on the side note but (laughs) so yeah i could definitely understand like death metal hardcore stuff like that is really not my thing um i'm starting to okay i know you're one of you tiktok kids um yeah and that is your Uh, younger sister's fault because i was not about it and then 
during the pandemic, she made me download it and now I'm obsessed and I'll scroll it for hours. And, and that's exactly you know, why I refuse. I, 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 and it's not just everyone like hates TikTok and, and, you know, I get it. It's really annoying, but like, I've also learned so much from it. And I've also come to realize that I have stayed a lot more current with music trends because yes, my music window is like 1999 to like 2006. Okay. Right. Like I, I rocked the boy band era. I loved, I loved NSYNC. I loved Backstreet Boys. You know, I loved Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, like, you know, the Mickey Mouse club. That's what I did. Um, but you know, TikTok has made me very, very current um, with music because people put their their videos to, you know, music, and, and then it goes TikTok viral, and then I hear it on the radio, or or you know, I find it on YouTube, and um, some of my favorites have come out of that. You know, I love, um, I, I don't, I don't know the band's name, but the song is named Bang, and I love it. And, oh, it's like a techno song. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not. Or is, I'm not, well, there's I, there's two. So there's uh, well, there's two that I'm familiar with, and I I have a feeling it it's hundred percent. It's one of the two. So let's see if we can. We'll start with the. I have a feeling it's probably this one. Yeah. Yep. I just want to say that's, oh, if that's the case, you share a musical interest with a nine, almost 10 year old. Just want to throw that out there. Very exciting. Um, and to go back to an earlier question, um, my closet song, um, I love Disney music. Okay. So that's that is less surprising for me than you would think. Oh, I know, I know, because I've tortured you my whole life. Um yeah about that. Some of the you know film scores for Disney movies are amazing. Like um you know, they they did a mashup on TikTok, which is how I found it, of the hunchback of Notre Dame. Um how to train your dragon mm-hmm. um and then one of like the lord of the rings or like some weird mix up they threw in there and oh, it's like life changing it's life changing it's because hmm. it's classical if there's no words to it and it's there's no lyrics and it's it has like a classical bend to it and it's just it's fantastic so you'll have to you have to look at uh, the artist is Peyton Parrish, P-E-Y-T-O-N, P-A-R-R-I-S-H. Okay. He does a lot of the the instrumentals are heavier rock, I guess you would say. But okay. Oh, Do you have like a raccoon quick time or something? Out? Nope, I have a dog. Oh.
So Peyton Parrish does, let's see, go to artist. It's the beauty of the interwebs. So he's got, I'll make a man out of you. I know him. Isn't he on TikTok? He, re he, um, he, he uh, covers these and it's like the, the rock version of it, right? Mm-hmm. I know Ruby him. In my heart. Yeah. So he I'll does. I'll make a man out of you was fantastic. Yep. So he does quite a few. So anywho. Um, um, so the, so they, they threw in Avengers. It's test drive from how to train your dragon. The Avengers, like when they all land in their Avengers. Mm. And then um, a song from Tangled, which is the Rapunzel retelling. Yes, Shut I up. know. Okay. See? Closet. Um, this is why I don't talk about this kind of crap, because everyone's like, ew, Disney. Meh. Listen, if you ever need like a music trivia Disney partner, I have obscure crap in my head. So, Well, you definitely have crap in your head, that's for sure. Oh, shut up. So... Let's let's go to let's go to one of the difficult questions. This is fun. Sure. I love watching people struggle on this one. If you could, as Johnny Bones always says, hop in the wayback machine. Time, money, non-factors. Mm. Your bucket list concert. Time is not a factor, mm. and you have to pick one, just one. Mm. One? One. Fine. Oh. Fine. Top three. Top three. Top three. Um, so my my top one would be it's not really way back, but I missed it. Um, it was when Backstreet Boys and New Kids on the Block. BSB and KOTV. KOTV. Uh, I, I remember my, all the marketing for that tour. My friend Jennifer went to it and it looked like the best concert and I missed it. And it really, really, it really just, uh, it was very upsetting. It was very upsetting to me. Um, so there's one. If time, if time wasn't a factor, um, wow. I would like to see I would like to see Leonard Skinner. Okay. Um, the original I saw or the refund? The original. So I, okay. I have seen uh, Mom, Miranda, and I went to see them at PNC with the brother. Mm. Yep. And they were great. They were Excellent. really great. Um, I would love to see the original band back okay. when they first like became popular. Um, specifically when they toured and opened for the Rolling Stones. Oh. Um, I know. That's one I'm of sorry, not the Rolling Stones. I... Is the Rolling Stones the one with the mouth? Yes. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, no. Um, and I live with uh, an individual obsessed with Aerosmith, and I'm so fucking sick of Aerosmith music, I can't even tell you. Um, I have seen I have seen them live. I I can appreciate their impact on music, but they're not a band that I go out of my way to listen to. Now I won't go no. out of my way to turn them off. Mm -hmm. Whereas the Rolling Stones, 
and I know I'll catch hate for it, but I will change the station when the Rolling Stones come on. I can't. I just, and you know who else? I fucking hate the Beatles. I hate the Beatles. Hate them. Yeah. Just, I hate them. There are certain songs that I will listen to, nope. but another one nope. I will not go out of my, so you have to listen to, you probably have to find that on YouTube because I don't think it's going to be on any of the major music services. Uh, the Grey album. So the Grey album took a lot of the instrumentals from the Beatles' White Album and put the vocals of Jay-Z from the Black Album, arguably one of the greatest hip-hop albums in modern times. You would think the two would be like... That's weird. Oil and Coca-Cola. Yeah, that's weird. Fantastic. Absolutely really? fantastic. The I, I'm the complexity of the Beatles instrumentals, Jay-Z's lyrics, and the ingenuity of the DJ that put it together. Brilliant. Brilliant. I have it on I have it on my yes, I'm dating myself, my 80 gig iPod classic. That I stole from you many, many times. Yep. And it is it is absolutely never going to go anywhere because it is a fantastic mixture of the two. I love artists that do mashups like when Jay-Z and Linkin Park mashed up. Fantastic. Awesome. I know. I love, you know, I love a good collaboration. There's some that's like really, really bad. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, if it's a collaboration done well, you know, I like, you don't, I love country music, which is relatively new in this area because of the radio stations that have come and gone. Mm -hmm. um, and country artists, you can't even, half the time you can't even tell when they match up because they all can sound the same. Um, but there are some really, really good ones like um, Harry Underwood and Jason Aldean did a, a song. They did a, a love song and it's really great. And you would think that, you know, with how high her register goes and how like beer loving he is, it would be weird, mm. but they really, they really sound beautiful together. They really do. Um, he also did a collaboration with Miranda Lambert and their recorded version is great. They performed it at the Grammys I want to say in like 2018 and it was terrible. It was terrible. Some they were both artists do not translate well live. Oh, well, I think they were both nervous because both of uh, them, she was flat and he was, he was, uh, so drunk. pitchy, just probably, probably. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, some of the best concerts I've ever been to, um, Toby Keith. Awesome. Really mm. awesome. Really um hope he gets better. He's dealing with some um, stomach cancer right now, probably from Ooh. all the beer. Yeah. Probably. Um, so we're hoping he gets better and goes back on tour. Um Jason Aldean gave a great concert. Luke Bryan, so boring. Absolutely boring. Really? Probably the the most boring concert I've ever been to. And he's he tried, like he came out on stage on a four wheeler like a ATV, but just the, the, in the middle of the stage and to do anything was so boring. Um, 
So yeah, I'd love to see Leonard Skinner in their heyday. And then, mm. hmm. what? So now I'm, I'm just thinking of some of those. So I love the kind of collaborations I love are, are when multiple bands go on tour and okay. the one band brings out somebody from the other band. So, for example, this past summer when Breaking Benjamin and Bush and Alice in Chains went on tour, uh, they had Gavin Rossdale from Bush come out and they did Wood, which is W-O-U-L-D, not W-O-O-D, uh, okay. which is a classic song from Alice in Chains. And it was very good oh, because of where their ranges are. Mm -hmm. um, Alice in Chains was notorious for Lane Staley was very high and then Jerry Cantrell I had to think of it was more of the lower register so you know what's funny there what's that I don't know any of the people you're talking about well Alice in Chains was super big in the 90s I mean I know Alice grunge. I so know Lane Alice Staley Chains. was the lead singer that unfortunately uh as many of the grunge artists and such did overdosed but um brilliant vocal talent brilliant um there was another tour and i'll i'll get you the am i not thinking of the right person is it i'm not thinking of the right person when you probably say alice chains probably not <laughs> so just go on and and search for alice in chains and i promise you you've heard You've at least heard one or two songs from Alice in Chains. Okay. Um, I, I have no. I, so you you would be looking at, let's see. Um, Wood, you've probably heard, you just don't know it. Man in the Box, Down in a Hole, you've uh, Rooster. They come to snuff the rooster. Rooster. Yeah, yeah I'm absolutely not thinking of the right. Who was the guy? Use your big girl words. He was kind of like Ozzy Osbourne, but like not British. Kind of like Ozzy Osbourne, but not British. Like the, you know, super rock and roll, lots of uh, eyeliner. You've just described a lot of rock and metal. I know. You say that as though that narrowed down the field at all. So I'll continue with uh, several years ago when Breaking Benjamin and Disturbed went on tour together. There's two different videos on YouTube where one of them was uh david draymond from disturbed came out on stage and they did mm -hmm. uh queen and david bowie's under pressure um another one was they played together and they did walk by pantera okay also both excellent excellent collaborations okay and then you have um i guess it's not a band as much as it's a female artist but I had never heard of her until she was one of the opening artists for 
yet another Breaking Benjamin tour. Diamante, okay. never had never heard of Diamante. Nope. I'm like, who? No anyway, idea. She and Ben from Breaking Benjamin did a cover version of Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. Okay. And I will actually send you the video. Um, but that cover is honestly, I like that version so much better than the original. So okay. much better. I okay. have to think. Are you ready? Sure. So grab the Kleenex. So why don't you tell me to wrap it up, uh, wrap it up before we, well, I'll give you plug time, but how is it that music saved you? So, huh. Um, music saved me by being an escape. You know, life is so, so hard and, um, it's gotten easier as I've gotten older because I've been able to change my surroundings, but as a kid and a teenager, it was just a lot of miserable time by myself. Um, and you know, music in any form was a way for me to not be myself anymore. I was able to, um, you know, transport and, and be, you know, in a different time period, in a different, um, in a different place. It just gave me that avenue where I could completely lose all of the issues that I was dealing with and mm -hmm. go somewhere great, go somewhere just, um, happy. And, and it'll always be that type of, um, escape for me. I, that's why I really only listen to anything that I can sing to. Um, okay. because that's one of the ways that I express myself. Like I, I always, um, pick music on, on, based on my moods and, um, you know, there were just times, what's the Linkin Park song where the whole end of the song is just him screaming, shut up. Oh, uh, oh, one step closer. Holy moly. I like had a brain spasm there. That song carried me through so much of my teen years, like from 14 to like 22, because a very specific individual would make me go crazy um yeah yeah um so I, I i my dream was to just always do that like in in mm. that person's face and i mm -hmm. never had the balls to do it um but yeah no it was it's music saved me by being an escape by just letting me you know travel away from from myself and all my shit and all my issues and you know i love that you know i think the greatest error of music is is unfortunately done um i really think that like for what i like to listen to mm -hmm. for for you know the genres that i like the most um i don't think that 
you know, there's going to be another great boy band or, you know, pop singer. You know, there's not going to be another Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera. I just, I just don't think they're all just, there's nobody has their talent. Um, Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of boy bands have really tried, Um, you know, ever since like the Jonas Brothers broke up and I was never a Jonas Brothers fan, but like that was really, don't know their music. I really don't. I don't. The only reason I know even, okay, he will kill me for saying it. My husband loved Harry. Uh, no, Harry Styles was part of One Direction. Sorry, I'm uh, mixing my boy bands up. Um, my weird. husband loves Harry Styles. Loves it. Loves Harry's, Harry's music. And it just makes me laugh because I'm like, this is so not like your tough guy persona. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's how it saved me. So. Well, before uh, any wrapping up, Full carte blanche, take some time to shamelessly plug. So talk about the book, talk about the other book that you need to pony up and write. Anyway. Oh, my, my shameless plug. Okay, let me pull it up. It's going to be backwards on the screen, but uh, you know what's funny? I can never, ever remember the name of my own book. Good God. Not bad. That's bad. Terrible. Right? Okay, scary. here's my plug. I don't know if you'll be able to see. Of course you're not. Hold on. No. Well, what I will do is I will put a link to the book in the description of the episode. I will send it to you. So um, I am a romance novelist. I like to call myself. Um, my book is a it's book one of three it's a trilogy um that follows the family through um a dark secret from their past and my main character is of course caught in a love triangle um so the first one's heartbeat echoes and the second one that i'm working on is i'm gonna try and stick with like that theme so i'm going into like something with her with the soul or something um that I don't have a title for it yet. And I have the end and the beginning. Mm. Um, I actually wrote the end at about 4.30 in the morning. Um, my car was broken oh. and I couldn't get the hood up and I needed an oil change. So my mom's boyfriend brings out this crowbar and this it's literally like, like four feet long. It's enormous. And I just... A hundred percent used it as like a tool as as to to um kill my main character in book two. And I wrote like forty pages of the end of my book that he's fighting for his life, you know. Jeez. So yeah. Um my books are really dark. So the first one I kill off two characters and uh you know. Um uh so yeah. Um it's under, I, I write under my maiden name. It's under Brittany Yates. The first one's Heartbeat Echoes. So that's my plug. And I will, I'll send you the link. Well, thank you for joining. And as I said, the link to the book will be in the description of the episode. Please stop on over, support the book. 
by supporting, well, support the show by supporting the book, also by listening to the episode, clearly. Um, <laughs> we appreciate you stopping by, and we'll see Had you on the next episode. Good night.